1: ...to infinity. Oh God! <laughs> Would have been good to start with the immigrant song, as Brooke noticed. Uh, I decided to go for slightly uh, further back in time for that one. So, welcome to the Road to Infinity Podcast. Uh, we're talking about Thor Ragnarok today.
0: Yes, or as I like to call it, Thor Redemption.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Uh, so obviously, that was the music from the, the original 1960s cartoon. Um, but yeah, it's it's it is definitely. <laughs> Uh, has there been a bigger swing from quality of sequel to uh, regard of sequel from this to from Thor two to Thor three? I don't know. I can't think. I don't of know. Anything.
0: I don't know. But I thank God. Um, I thank Odin on my knees <laughs>
1: <laughs> for Taika Waititi. Oh my so, God!
0: For Taika Waititi, thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: so, with in comic books, the Ragnarok has happened in Marvel Comics. I think twice. Uh, in the in the continuity of, from like sort of a modern. I mean, obviously over the course of the cycle of history, they've gone back and done that, but this is totally different than any other ones of those. So there's really not much to talk about uh, in terms of that. The, the characters are slightly different, but this is kind of what I like that Marvel is doing is that they're, I guess what, what I talked about before, it's a remix. Like they're taking the elements of things you like. So they're taking Hela, who is obviously different in this one. And they're taking Scourge and they're taking Surtur and all these sort of big mythological things. And they're sort of remixing them all together into to make something new. So those of us who have read the comics for a hundred years are still – excited about the things because it's going to be slightly different than what we had before as opposed to oh good they honored that oh good they honored that. I, we've seen those adaptations and they end up being kind of dry because it's it's you're you're catering to just the hardcore fans and then so they they're going down the little check boxes. Yes, oh yes. Oh yes, you got that. Oh yes, good, you got that. And you know the people outside are going yeah I don't, I don't get this at all. Uh, so i, I like that and so to to say the tone of this is irreverent <laughs> it's not entirely accurate but it's not entirely wrong either uh the the fact that we've gotten this far in the marvel universe and there are that a director is allowed this much carte blanche uh just shows like sort of the power of the brand and also the uh, the uh, kindness of kevin feige where he's like allowing them to go even farther because of all the properties that they would make sort of wild and wacky. You would not think Thor would be the top of that list.
0: No, but the thing is, though, is that I think it was proven that you can do kind of a wild and wacky with bringing James Gunn in. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely more of a, a humor driven. Those are two humor driven properties.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I so, think that, that, that definitely set the uh, set the tone of of allowing them to have much more range of creative expression.
0: Agreed, and I think it made for better movies. Yeah, and so and it's like I've talked about it before. The lighter you keep the touch, I just said to a friend of mine at breakfast today. I go, Marvel movies are actually pretty freaking heavy.
1: Yeah, true. The, th- the stuff they go through. I mean, they. Yeah. I guess that, that if I had any complaint about this movie, that would be part of it. Is that whenever there is a dramatic moment that really could be played for it, they always sort of undercut it with a laugh. Okay. I mean, I see that's, that's what they're going for, but and sometimes like, it's okay to just let the moment happen. Let us, let us grieve, let us mourn, let us, let us experience the change as opposed to having to immediately cut to, uh, you know, Korg saying something wacky.
0: Well, I, I understand that. I'm also like, I was very grateful for those moments of humor. Yes. And, I don't know. There's like a million things about this movie that I love. I, <laughs> I, and I felt like people that didn't like the movie, there's a part of me that's always like, I don't think you've got the joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, that that's part of it, too. It's, it's that adherence to continuity thing. I mean, we, we, we have one mutual friend who refuses to see this movie because Valkyrie is not white.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yes, I remember this. Of a thousand changes they made to to, to continuity, that's the one that you're going to get caught up on.
0: Well, okay. I mean that's the easy one, and then that's the one we look at him and say you're racist, and then he's like, I'm not. Racist. <laughs> and I'm like, but, and then this is what you're getting upset about. So calm down. I'm not racist. I'm
1: just a nerd. We can't get over this. <laughs> yeah, huh. I know. I, but yeah, of, of all the of all the things, I mean, you know, if you want to get into color, grandmaster's not blue. He's he's entirely blue in the comic oh, books. Oh well, he had a. He seemed to complain about that. I mean, he
0: didn't bitch about them casting what's her face as the 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 ancient one, did he?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah.
1: All right, so let's right. get into it. So it's it's November of 2017. It like it seemed like it just happened, and uh, here we are. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know the behind the scenes of one of this. I, I know that they were they were trying to do something different with Thor, and I think they were the Marvel was the ones who wanted to put Hulk in. Like they were the ones who said, "Hey, we can't really do a Hulk movie on its own because of the weird legal kind of things, but we could do this stuff too." And they they brought that to the table, and they were looking for people to have an idea. And so Taika Waititi apparently put together a. A pitch of like here's kind of what I want to do, and so he went and assembled a bunch of clips. He said he even went and had to torrent a bunch of these movies because he <laughs> didn't own them, and cut together a a sort of style book almost like a music video essentially of what he wanted to do, all set to Immigrant Song by Led <sighs> Zeppelin. Like that was one that he brought to them. Like this is what I want to do, and play that for them. And they're like, he, he said in the meeting, they're all like, we need to get that song. Yeah, we definitely need to have that song. He <laughs> was so there going, yeah, great. Do I get the job? Like. <laughs> Uh, so probably from that and then of course they did and they said that uh, to, to use that song twice in the movie cost them in the low seven figures yes. Yeah, well so, no so. I
0: think it only it, to get it cost in the low seven figures and I heard him interviewed and yeah. he goes when you pay that much money you use it more than once yeah
1: that's <laughs> true sure, once which, you have it oh my god we're gonna which use by it the
0: way makes him a bargain shopper which means he is one of the most endearing people I've ever like never met that desperately want to meet him so.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's one of those things where you you see some of the people like you know Ridley Scott. You yeah, can have a a very interesting conversation, very sedate about film and all that kind of stuff. But you feel like you could hang out with Taika Waititi. Like you could just have a great time and just be joking around. And he just has that just very accessible kind of thing. And it, it, those of you who are who love this movie and love him you must listen to the commentary. The commentary on Thor Ragnarok is amazing. It is so irreverent and he makes all these jokes about how he never reads comic books and knows anything, which is absolutely not true. He talks about, like, in Easter eggs, I have no idea what they are. I guess other people put them in, which is a lie. This, 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 this almost everything that he talks about, he has, he put in himself. Like, he wanted to make sure that he, he knew, because he's dropping names at you. Like, he talks about Gore the God Butcher. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's not a name you just stumble across like <laughs> clearly you know you're you know sad
0: i own okay so i don't buy a lot of movies anymore because i just mm-hmm. don't and uh yeah i when this came out i downloaded it like i bought it i like paid for it yeah so i don't have the access to the director's cut or anything. or like i don't have access to the commentary and I'm oh, okay. like, you talking about it makes me like, oh my God, am I going to have to buy this on DVD?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I got it on iTunes and that's it was on iTunes. Oh, it is? It's in the uh, extra
0: Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know
1: and he and the the by stuff and this is great anything that he shows up and hosts because he's so he has such a strange sense of humor that it's half the time that he's saying stuff it's it's completely not true he's just doing it just to screw around with you uh, and one of the things that's that's so really funny in the commentary is he keeps every time a, an actor shows up he misidentifies them <laughs> so like the first time they they cut to the first shot there's Thor and he's like look there's Joel Edgerton
0: nice
1: <laughs> And like uh, uh, when um, see when Scourge shows up, uh, he's like, "Look, it's Keith Urban, the country star."
0: I'm sorry, I just now had this image of Keith Urban in that role, right? (laughs) And now I'm like excited.
1: Yeah, and that those are just those are just a a few of the choice morsels that he has in this. It's it's really really funny. Um, So, but he was another another odd choice for what a Marvel movie. I mean, at this point, you know, we've seen James Gunn and that and Peyton Reed. Like these guys were sort of. Left field guys. Um, but he is different because he'd never really done anything of this scale before. I guess the, um, John Watts, who directed Spider Man Homecoming, had done one major film as well. And so he sort of got the, the chance to do a major Spider Man movie from that. Uh, Tycho had done a, a bunch of stuff. He's, he's written and directed a lot of movies, but they've all been very small um, New Zealand based movies. So there's Boy and there's Eagle versus Shark. And they're very, they're, they're, I would call them dramedies. Uh, because most of the stuff he does is dramedy, which is a, you know kind of a, a most partially dramatic and then with comedic moments, but always having like a real heart to them. Uh, the, the exception to that being the, his biggest hit, which is what we do in the shadows.
0: Right. Which, and he's also, he didn't, he he directed, um, Flight of the Concord a little
1: bit. Yes. Yeah. He, he did some stuff with Flight of the Concord. Which yeah.
0: to me, it's like, it's almost when you're like, Hey, it's the guy, it's the guy who's like helped direct Flight of the Concords and. And what we do in the shadows. And you're like, that's the guy making Thor. I'm here for this.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I definitely am not yeah, going to miss so, it. So
0: um, when this, the, when this opened, um, the weekend it opened, I didn't get to see it until Sunday. And Ross mm-hmm. and I got up early and we went and saw a first showing like in the morning. And then I like did some stuff during the day. And then I went and saw it again that afternoon. So I saw it like twice in a day. And then I saw it once more in the theater. That's how much I like this movie. Yeah. It's in my top like four of the movies.
1: Of of Marvel movies? Or yes. movies in general? Okay. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, it's, it is endlessly rewatchable, too. So, for, for those fans out there who really enjoyed it but don't know his work, besides What We Do in the Shadows, which is a great, great movie, uh, I would it also is. recommend checking out Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, that was a movie he did right before this. And I think that was what they looked at when they kind of wanted to see what he could do with that. It's another dramedy thing. It's set in New Zealand about a kid who gets uh, adopted by this family out in sort of the rural areas of uh, New Zealand. And then, like the it's sort of like the the mother adopts the, the once the, the kid there, and there's another guy who's sort of hanging around with them. That's played by Sam Neill, who's gruff and doesn't want anything to do with the kid. And of course this woman who brought them together and cared for them dies. And so it's left the two of them or so on devices and it ends up, it, it just goes, it, it, the story spirals on and on and on from there. And it involves uh, government getting involved and there's a big chase scene. And it's, 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 it's very sweet and very strange and very Taika <laughs> Um But uh, the, the cool thing about that is he has his group of players that go along with, so like Sam Neill, obviously shows up here in Thor Ragnarok. He's in the play within a play. And that's why he had worked with him during that. And then the woman who plays Topaz, the right hand of the grand master is also from hunt for the wilder people and a couple other films too. So he has his own, like Tarantino, he has his own group of actors that he sort of brings with him uh, to do this, those, those couple performances.
0: I love it. I, I love it when directors work with the same people over and over again.
1: Yeah. And, and find new things to do with them. Find new, um, Uh, roles for them and and gets you can see that you really see their range with someone who's like clearly a fan of their work
0: 100 it's like i think i referred to like i'm here for anything that ryan kugler and michael b jordan do together i
1: hope hope that is a long and fruitful partnership
0: oh my god let them be the new martin scorsese leonardo dicaprio (laughs) so and i'm not saying that anything should happen to martin and leo please don't take that but you know people when you have people like working it's like you just i mean it's it's like
1: when we do podcasts together. You mm-hmm. and I have a groove. We have a conversational style, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. So let's get into it. So um Let's get into it, man. We we already start we start right from right from the start. I always like, you know, what more, how are we gonna start, you know, a Thor Ragnarok movie and we start it in hell <laughs> 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 or what looks like hell. Uh, I think it's actually what sort of the Himes is it? Uh it's Muspelheim. So that's the the right instructor. So we have uh yeah, no, I just, you know I just have that right that. Right, the top of my head. So when you see Thor is narrating and trapped apparently in a cage, and then we realize he's being he's being uh, captured by Surtur, uh, motion captured by. Like a Wattiti, <laughs> so already the director showing up. He uh, he did all the motion capture stuff for him, and then the voice, of course, is the great Clancy Brown, uh, who, from Highlander, and also he was the voice of Lex Luthor on the Justice League animated series for a long time. He's another one of my favorite. We were before uh, we started recording, we were talking about our favorite journeyman actors, and Clancy Brown is one of my favorite journeyman actors. He's one of those guys. That's just everything he shows up, and he's always really good. That voice is amazing. And he's just one of those journeyman actors.
0: Uh, at the top of my list is like Bruce Greenwood.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Why is he not better in a Marvel movie? Right. <laughs> I mean, it can't just be him and J.J. J. Adams. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's referring to him working in Star Trek, everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Captain Pike. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a new Captain Pike coming on the line, too. But anyway, there is. back to this continuity. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and we already, from the start, we already know this is going to be a very different movie, not only for the narration, but from the, from the conversation between... Thor and Surter. Thor is held uh, by a chain, and <laughs> the conversation keeps interrupted because he's slowly rotating around.
0: <laughs> yes, he's suspended, uh, like he's wrapped up in chains, and then he's suspended. It's you know, so, anything where it keeps like the centrifugal motion. Yeah. I don't know
1: what the it, it's he such. Just keeps it's, yeah, it's such a great gag that he has to like keep stopping everything in order to do this, and then we learn Wait, that he's hold
0: on. he's I'm, only doing. I'm not this. even doing anything. <laughs>
1: He's only doing this because he's just trying to get information about what's going on. Yeah, uh, And so he's been uh, traveling around since, since I guess, since the uh, Infinity Stone sauna bath from uh, Age of Ultron. He's been traveling around trying to figure out what's going on with the Infinity Stones and, and, and now Ragnarok. Um, I feel like there could have been a whole other movie before this about what Thor has been doing this whole time. Mjolnir shows up. Uh, He breaks free and then the Immigrant Song fires up to 11 and all hell breaks loose. Uh, So then we have the the huge giant action scene, Uh, which again, this is uh, not something that Taika had ever done before. like there's really not a lot of action kind of stuff like this in any of his movies. So the fact that he can actually do all the stuff with CG, uh, having to get actors to perform well in CG and motion capture and uh, cut together with all these special effects is, is not an easy skill to have. We've seen bigger directors do it badly. So to have a sort of an indie guy come up and and really show off what he can do is pretty amazing.
0: I wonder sometimes though, if that means it's like, because he's younger and Mm -hmm. because he is more indie minded, it means that he knows how to ask for help more.
1: Oh yeah. He knows how to
0: say like, this is what I'm seeing in my head and he can communicate that effectively. And that means the people, the production people around him can say, okay, we can do this and we can do that. And if he's smart enough to listen to you know, fight choreographers, stunt people, and and I mean, and Chris Hemsworth. It's so funny that Chris Hemsworth like found this stride in this part or in this movie yeah. because we've been seeing him progressively be getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. Not doing Thor. Right. And it's almost like Taika Waititi was like, "Dude, you're actually a really funny guy."
1: <laughs> Let's show them.
0: Yeah, and I think that was so, like whenever I remember reading some interviews where that was kind of like what was being said is that. Let's make this more of you know, it it almost like, it's like letting him truly become Thor. Like I think hmm. I don't think there's ever been a a move like in any of the times where Chris Hemsworth has portrayed Thor that I have felt that he has been so locked in. Yes,
1: yeah, you could. He really came alive with this one too. You could really tell he's he's definitely emotionally invested, in seen yeah. having a great time. Yeah, exactly, and, and yeah. it shows. Uh, so, but, but
0: what you said, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to like totally digress off. No, it's but fine. it's like. Going back to what you were saying is that just because you come from a smaller point of view doesn't mean you don't know how to translate to that, to a bigger point of view.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's a really great skill to have, it's especially, and I see this with one of my friends who's a director. He knows his own mind. He's not, he's open to like the best idea in the room. Mm-hmm. He's got his own vision, but he's will. you know what I mean? It's that they're more open and i think that when you've been working on a shoestring budget for a long time and all of a sudden you get to play big i think you you figure out how to play smart so
1: yeah Anyway, really true. And so, it seems like from from all the interviews, I mean, of course, everybody says you know, like, oh, it's been fantastic. I was the best experience I've ever had. I love working this movie. But you can tell the difference when when people are just paying lip service. Everyone seemed to really, really have a good time on this movie. Every one of the cast and crew were like, yeah, he was great. So I, I think you might be right. Like he really knows how to work well with other people. There's 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 that. Um, that patent esque general of like we're gonna take this hill, guys. You know, like that has to, and everybody's gonna follow her. If you don't follow, you or you're fired. There's that kind of director, and then there's the one of like, hey guys, let's put on a show. You know, I think that Taika is much more of that. Like you know, bring your best, bring your best stuff because we're gonna have a good time.
0: Agreed. Yeah. So um anyway let's because i'm like i remember
1: like one story that i've heard but anyway like yeah. that's later on in the movie so anyway. okay um. Uh, so yeah so, so Surtur. we get surter we have big epic fight. that's of thing we've got a dragon like all the stuff and then and cut back to asgard and <laughs> heimdall's gone now we have a new guy so it's a key it's uh i was about to do i was about to do his joke uh keith urban no uh, it's carl urban um <laughs> <laughs> of star trek and uh and uh the lemon, the oft forgotten but uh but sadly missed uh almost human on fox uh, <laughs> and an oh, I love, that
0: was a good show
1: it was a really good show uh and he also he actually had a really really good part in um chronicles of riddick oddly enough he did he was yes
0: he man, did he was
1: working his ass off in that movie um, with tandy
0: newton i yeah. mean it's almost the same costume
1: Yeah, that's true. It's true. Maybe he just had there, they just painted some details on and he was good to go.
0: I mean, gotta cut the budget somewhere. Yeah,
1: And (laughs) so he, he, and again, he's playing for laughs too, but I like the fact that we're laughing at him, but he is not laughing at all. Like the scourge is very, takes everything very, very seriously. um, Even when it's completely ridiculous. And he's obviously the new uh, guardian of the Rainbow Bridge, uh, and is slacking off because he's showing off to a couple of girls. Um, but then, yeah, who? Of course, they end up drenched in blood <laughs> as the dragon head comes flying through the door. Was it
0: blood or was it slime?
1: Uh, yeah. What I I, I figured that was the icker. I guess whatever whatever is inside of a dragon. I, I it was just okay. The dragon. Yeah. I, if I
0: wasn't smart enough, I would be like, "You're making that word up." But
1: <laughs> that's what comes out inside of a bug. So I don't know, like, what do you call the inside oh. of a
0: bug? I don't know. <laughs> um, I and then, even, like look at. I'm okay. looking at his stuff real quick because he's of, He's another journeyman actor. He is. He's
1: another German actor. Yeah, he's a solid dude. He's he has a lot, a lot of interesting stuff on his resume.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Remember what? I mean, oh, by the way, kept,
1: and also play. Lord of the Rings. Uh, I know he was uh, Aowen's <laughs> brother, Amr. That's right. Um,
0: well, that's the, and I, re- I well I still remember like the scene where I'm like I I don't find the Lord of the Rings movie sexy at all. Mm, okay, I mean, sure, like yeah, Viggo Mortensen's kind of hot, mm-hmm. but like there's a scene where they cut to him like up on a hill with the Riders of Rohan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's got that long blonde hair, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Never before has the man worn a wore a wig so well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a lot of in that movie too, and
0: I know a lot of drag queens. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we and then we we're back on Asgard. So we're, we, we are back of, on so. Asgard. Um, and uh, so th- apparently, so now we get into the Asgard So Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, uh, said basically to to marvel he was like yeah i think i'm done like i think i've done pretty much all i can do with odin i don't really want to do it and then they came to him with a sort of this thing it was like okay you're not you anymore now you get to play tom hiddleston playing you and he was like oh yeah where do i sign like, <laughs> he was so excited because we get this imp- this impression of uh, Anthony Hopkins as this, as Hannibal Lecter as this big sort of like he's you know he's Anthony Hopkins he is Sir Anthony Hopkins like all must kneel but he is of that of a different generation of actors like Patrick Stewart is like Ian McKellen is where it's just the gig. They, these guys, are they're silly. They're fun. They're just like, yeah, I get to act for a living. Isn't this great? Like you have this idea of like there's Sir Lawrence Olivier of like how, you know, like the, the, how they should be treated and stuff too. But he, you know, I, apparently from all the stories i read, he's just a guy on set. He's just a bloke. You know, he's just uh, just like, yeah, I'm here to do the work, whatever. I'm <laughs> in my 60s. I still get to put on a toga. It's great.
0: Uh, I love when actors will talk about working with him and they call him Tony. Tony, and I'm like, I know. Stop it just
1: scuff it. <laughs> At what point is it like you get It's like, I get to call him Tony. <laughs>
0: Cause you know who I bet did not call him Tony. And that would be one Jodie Foster. <laughs> oh
1: yes. Yeah.
0: I bet you there was no Tony on the set of silence of the land. No, I
1: can't imagine that would be the case anyway. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, he, again, it looks like he's having so much fun because he's playing Loki, playing Odin <laughs> And done such a great job, like right from the the thing. As soon as Thor shows up in there, oh shit! uh, Oh shit! Yeah, he's like, oh, (laughs)
0: like, (laughs) like is he gonna take that wine? I mean, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and there's oh, then then then, of course that's during the play within a play. So there's the the dramatization that Loki probably has written of his death in the Dark World, all super super serious and dramatic.
0: Everybody, we are taking a slight detour because I want to talk about that for a moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't want to miss that. Let's
0: talk about one of the greatest uncredited cameos ever yep. in a movie, and that would be
1: Luke Hemsworth. First off,
0: Luke Hemsworth, <laughs> brother to Chris, and what's the other one?
1: Uh, Liam. Liam.
0: I I wanted to call him Gale, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh, Luke and um and Chris. Uh-huh. So that means he's Thor's brother. Yes. And one, Matt Damon.
1: Matt freaking Damon. <laughs> What a, what a, what a fun bizarre like cuz the 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 nice thing about the way they shoot it too the first time you see them, they're doing the scene like in profile and you're like wait is that is that Matt Damon what? and they and they cut to him looking down dressed looking and oh my
0: god it is it's, it's Matt totally Matt Damon. Damon and actually I want to do a little a tiny little shout out to Matt Damon who I think that personally is trying so hard to like catch up with the times because let's be clear the me too movement has not been easy on Matt or Ben no But Matt Damon has also – he did another cameo in a tiny little movie that nobody ever seems to know that I love
1: so much. Are you talking about Um, Eurotrip? Yes, I am. (laughs) This is why we're friends, Brooke. This is totally why we're friends. I love Eurotrip.
0: I know. And I'm telling you to see Matt Damon in that movie, it's worth trying to find it on YouTube. And maybe when we post up this, Mm. I will try to find the link so you can see it. Uh, Because Scotty Doesn't Know is still one of my – That Fiona and me get it on every Sunday. You know, whatever. I know. Scott, Matt Damon plays a total punk rocker.
1: Yeah, so, that anyway, is, um, I, I don't want to go off and digress too far on that, but that is a, that is one of those uh, post uh, American Pie um, teen sex comedies that actually is worth your time. Like, there's a lot it's of totally terrible, terrible ones that that were trying to to kind of capitalize on that fame. But it's uh, Trip is such a strange little movie. <laughs> that was a Which, lot of way, fun it also, in it too. And
0: there's a great little PSA in there that you should always keep your sexual safe words to like two syllables. Yes. Anyway,
1: <laughs> very true. Uh, but yeah, so there he is again. Yes, so yes, here he is again, showing up in a, in a fun little cameo. And, I, and apparently, it was one of those things where um, it was a it was a friend of a friend. Like, oh no, I think it was Chris Hemsworth actually when they were doing it. He said, "Well, I could call like they're like it would be fun to have a, like a real like a big time actor like as a surprise." And Chris is like, "Well, I could call Matt. You could call Matt. Who? I could call Matt Damon." Matt- I'm, sorry. Yeah, so I'm taking a taking going, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Call Matt Damon. Sure, we'll see. I'm sure it was like, "God,
0: don't say McConaughey." God, don't yeah. say McConaughey.
1: <laughs> all right, Thor. All right.
0: Oh my God! Now I'm like, please call Matt McConaughey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, he came and basically just flew out to Australia for a day, as you do. Shot his thing and then and then fly back and told no one because that I did think they fill, that did not did they slip film out this at all. They shot, they shot it all in Australia. The only thing they shot, they, 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 they shot one piece somewhere else, but the, uh, we'll get to that when we get to that in the movie. But yeah, it was all shot in Australia. Which,
0: uh, that's amazing for Chris Hemsworth, so, yeah, because he is Australian.
1: And that's why, I mean, you can see, if you if knowing that, you can see like the whole, it's like Aussie, 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 oi, 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 I mean, like you've got, you know, Carl Urban, you've got uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, you've got Sam Neill. uh I can't remember the actor's name who plays Topaz, but um, like they're all Australian, oh, it's New Rachel Zealander, something. Rachel, something. Yeah. yeah, Rachel something. They they're all like from that same. Era. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Hey, uh, oh, for all international friends, I am not equating Australia and New Zealand as being the same thing. They are very, very different things. Taika however, if you look New at New Zealand. A, and Australia. However, if
0: you look at a globe, yeah, they are very close,
1: close together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all I am saying. They're geographically they are the Canada. close. Culturally, very different.
0: Yes, and they are the Canada to like yes. Australia. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kinder, <It's> like, gentler.
1: <gasps> yes. <laughs> Less apt oh. to headbutt you on a bad night.
0: Yes, I mean God, it, that's actually a great like analogy, if I may say so. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I, and you, you can feel the difference too. Like you can feel that sort of that Australian, New Zealander, uh, the the different spirits that from a typical sort of Hollywood production. Like there's a very different like vibe. Uh, to the movie. Yeah, lightness, but also just that odd sort of like straight face sense of humor thing. Like there's the there's something in Australia called the tall poppy thing, where if like if ever you are getting too big of yourself, someone around you will make sure that they lower you down. <laughs> oh, no so like it's it's one of those things. It's not it's not necessarily like a, a cruel thing. It's like all right, you're getting kind of a big head about this, so like they'll do something to undercut you just to bring you down. Like hey, come on, we're all in this together, kind of thing. It's it's a, it's a very different thing, and you can feel that sort of spirit in it's,
0: So it's a humble it's a humble it's a humble yeah. yeah yeah that's cool
1: yeah oh, it's not I it's not a there. mean it's not a mean thing. It's just one of those like. Like you're getting a little full of yourself. Let's let's bring you down just a smidge. So yeah. So that we. So then uh, uh, Thor does his great trick of putting his hand behind Odin <laughs> to catch Mjolnir to try and get Loki to reveal himself. I'm I trying to figure out at what point does Thor know? Because when he shows up on Asgard, he doesn't know that Loki has done this. Is it is it the statue? Is it the play? I'm not sure. But somewhere in there, he figures it out.
0: I think it is. I think that people always think that Thor is kind of the stupid one. <laughs> And I don't think that he is stupid at all. No. Um, and I think that he figures it out. Uh, there's a part where he looks over and he just kind of does this little squint thing. And I think that's the moment when it clicked in with
1: him. <laughs> and then, uh, there's, then we see Tom Hiddleston actually showing up uh, as, as Loki outed. <laughs> Which, everyone. by the
0: way, I I don't know what the deal is, but could we please get that man a decent wig? Oh,
1: I know. I had the same thing. Like, I was like, Oh, what happened? I, felt like
0: I don't know if it's like when you've been like playing somebody else for so long, it means your own personal hygiene goes to hell. <laughs> but I felt like his hair was like, like I wanted to take him in and just like let me just give you a blow like a I was gonna I was gonna say a blowjob but I'm gonna blow I'll, out a blowout <laughs> I know a blowout I swear to God although to be honest it's Tom Hiddleston
1: yeah <laughs> I think you'd have to be you'd be you'd uh, be in a long line if if Tumblr's in the indication I,
0: <laughs> and that's men
1: and women so oh, that's of really, course yes.
0: yeah it's Tom freaking Hiddleston that's
1: right. <laughs> uh so yeah so then we see loki like and I, I gotta say i think hiddleston also is having a blast in this movie like you can tell that he is sort of like you know and by this point you're you've done it how many times you're like oh, i really want me back again but the the two act of of hemsworth and hiddleston man like they they don't get enough credit for like the the brotherly stuff and that really that comes to the fore in this movie
0: so as i was telling kyle before we started recording we pushed back recording by an hour and during that hour, I started rewatching the movie, and there's a scene between the two of them a little later on, mm-hmm. um, on where he's in the chair, Thor's in the chair, and I, <laughs> honest to God, think that Tom Hiddleston was trying not to crack up because he has this smile on his face, like, like I'm going to start laughing at you. And, and it was like, there was like, like, he couldn't stop it. And I don't know if it's because you're like, no, you're supposed to be happy that your brother is like in a chair or what. But I felt like it's like, I'm having such a good time. There's no way I can get serious. Like, <laughs> I can't think of enough dead puppies to take this <laughs> smile off my face. So yeah, I, I felt like, I think the part of the reason you got Hiddleston back, I, I don't know what he, what he agreed to in terms of how long his contract was. Yeah. But I think part of the reason you got him back is because the movie was so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And how could
0: you not want to be a part of that?
1: Right. So. Yeah. Especially because I, I can't imagine that they don't want Taika back to do something else. I don't know if it's, I don't know who knows what's going to happen after infinity war. I mean, that's what this whole podcast series is about that. If there will be a a, a place for another Thor movie, but I would say at this point, Taika probably has his choice of the, the pantheon of Marvel. Like, what do you want to do? Like tell us and we'll, we'll make something happen.
0: Yeah. But the thing is though, is his voice is, his palette is so unique. You can't throw him just anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, I
0: don't know if I want to see him make a Doctor Strange. I gotta be honest.
1: Actually, I would go for a Doctor Strange more than I would go for a Captain America. Oh, agree. Is freaking weird. I mean, in the best way, and having him sort of play in that mystical realm of like taking Doctor Strange out into another reality or something. It could be interesting. Which,
0: so speaking of Doctor Strange, it's a good segue. It is an
1: excellent segue because that's where we're getting to that yes. right here. So we're okay. So they travel to Earth. Um, and then find out that uh, that's where that's where uh, Loki had stowed Odin. But uh, to the uh, funeral home or the uh, nursing home got knocked down, and so now they have no idea where he is. And at that moment, Loki is teleported away and left a card for Bleecker Street. And of course, we know one seven seven is Bleecker Street is the home of is the Sanctum Sanctorum, the home of Doctor Strange. So this is the part that was shot not in Australia. So at the time they were shooting Doctor Strange, they were in pre production on uh, Thor, so they hadn't actually even finished casting and stuff yet, but they're like, oh, if you want to do anything with the Sanctum Sanctorum, you got to do it now because we're about to tear it down. So oh. they already, the script is still in flux at that time, but they, they basically, like, oh, okay, so they got Chris and they had Benedict was already there shooting Doctor Strange and they basically flew over to London and then shot all of this stuff eight months before they started production on Thor Ragnarok.
0: They had to have known a lot then because, yes. um, because of the way that they do it. Here. Yeah, yeah, there is heavy plot stuff in there. But the other thing about it is like, wait, they tore that down? They're going to use it again, aren't they?
1: Yeah, eventually, but not for a long time. And, you know, Atlanta only has so much space. Or London, uh, I should say. Uh, London, they, they shot that part in London.
0: I um, mean, that's true.
1: Because, so for London, I'm sure. For Atlanta, yeah, maybe they'll keep it up for a while. But, yeah, for, for London, it's like, nope. We got Star Wars moving in here. You got to get out.
0: <laughs> I mean, hashtag Where's the lie? Right.
1: <laughs> if you watch the the last the uh, the the director of the Jedi documentary, you'll know he had like a lot of gigantic sets. I think he probably took over an entire studio. So yeah, so they this uh, which also shows the the talent of it too because you would never know that this was done that far in advance. It's it's a really really funny scene and and Benedict uh, gets to be a very different Doctor Strange than we've seen before because this Doctor Strange is. Probably a year later than his movie. Like he is he is very much like much more um, comfortable not only in his environment, but uh, also as with his mystical abilities. And he's also wearing gloves. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what the yellow uh, gloves what are. What is up with you wearing the gloves? I don't know what the yellow gloves. I don't understand why he's wearing yellow gloves. Maybe that's a co- like comic book thing that I just I just am aware of. But every time I have seen Doctor Strange they're, they're well, more of
0: a a muted. They're more of a mustard, like a Dijon, okay. and not like like just yellow. But they're more of a, I don't know, like a maize maybe. <laughs> okay,
1: I I I just it's it's strange. Like I I I strange. Hey, look at that. What I did there. Um. Of all the comic books and stuff I've seen, all the stuff I've read, actually, I don't remember him wearing gloves. Now, maybe there is – maybe someone will, will point out like, oh, actually, if you look at uh, Doctor Strange uh, 151, you'll notice that uh, his hands were damaged by uh, a battle with the Ancient One and uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a strange <laughs> – uh, affectation, I guess, but it does show the difference from then, so we can see, like, oh, gloves mean he's much more than, because I don't think he's wearing them in the Infinity War trailer, but it's it's a fun little scene, because they, they said that almost everything they did in it, they did practically, so they, there's almost no CGI in those scenes at all. Like, all this, the him, Thor, sort of you know, moving around the <laughs> in strange ways, or the like, all that stuff is done all in camera. The only yeah, you,
0: yeah, I mean, how are you going to do that?
1: Yeah, all the CG um. that is done in it was just, like, having the beer fill up again. Everything um, else was all done practically,
0: and even then, you could have done that practically. Yeah, sure. Uh, but the other thing was, the, the, well, the other CG with him is when Loki drops into the scene.
1: Yes, yeah. So they open the portal, and he drops back in, and they and opens the, obviously opens the portal to um, Norway. Oh
0: God! And talk about a freaking brilliant, like. I, two people that you desperately want to see going head to head in terms of conversation, <laughs> yes,
1: yes, is
0: Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch and Tom, and Tom Hiddleston. 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 Yeah, um, like that's like I could watch that like four seconds over and over again. It's just yeah. a race
1: I know. And I just love the fact that Loki is like squaring off for this big battle. And Dr. Strange is like, could not be bothered less. I mean, like, he's just like, okay, whatever. And he just like sends the portal over. <laughs> this was um, the way you to walk through. I just love that. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Uh,
0: the things I loved in that scene were so much were the fact that like Thor is a big guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and strange is like more of a, like a, there's more of an Elon to him. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like every time Thor was turning around, he was knocking something over. <laughs> That's true. And it, was, yeah. and it was not on purpose until he had put his umbrella down.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And you get this like a little foreshadowing, because every time he moves the umbrella, you hear the sound of Mjolnir. Yeah. And he puts it in the umbrella rack. Yeah. And he goes, oh, like, don't forget your umbrella.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm like, okay, who? It was one of those things where I was like, does Strange know it's a magical object? He I, has to. I, he would have
1: to know. I mean, if he could sense them arriving on the planet, I think he has to know what's what that thing is.
0: Okay. So what I really loved, and plus, again, please, for the love of all that is holy, will the Infinity War have Benedict Cumberbatch speaking with a better American accent because <laughs> Thor <laughs> Odinson. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like... I can't tell it's someone giving him like here, let's have you listening to people from Michigan. I mean, (laughs) there's such a midwestern thing and I'm like, he's not Jesus, just let him be British, please. Right. Anyway.
1: So um, that he he studied at Oxford and just picked it up. Yes. playing.
0: Yes. So anyway, um no, but the scene where he's like, Don't forget your umbrella and he's like, Oh yeah, and he like holds
1: his hand out. (laughs) And, and it's, it's like just shit, a series just, of sound effects as it's crashing yes, through everything. Crashing,
0: and finally, and it's like you can tell, like Thor is oh. enjoying this a lot. Yeah, and it's like, "Sorry." I'm like, nah, "Whatever." <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't forget my brother. Yeah, I have been falling for thirty minutes.
1: It's, a, it's such a fun, silly. You know, oh god, yeah. Just uh, this is our little glimpse of what Infinity world will be like. Just having these guys cross paths and and not having to explain their origins to each other either.
0: Oh, I could watch. That's a movie
1: I could watch a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> who has got the
0: bigger uh, ego.: <laughs>
1: So then they, so they, they, they get transported to where Odin's location is, and of course, that's Norway. However, when they originally shot it, it was another thing in New York. He was like homeless in New York, like sort of wandering the streets of New York. telling people he was Odin, nobody believed him. But And, and if you watch the original trailers, you'll see that's where the confrontation with uh, Hella happens is in an alleyway. Oh, it's the first trailer. It's still there because they that's what they had originally they were had already done the CG on that scene. You can see a graffitied wall behind her as she's holding Mjolnir in its place. Oh, that's right. But when they okay. come back, when they when they did the reshoots, they thought, oh, actually, maybe we don't want to like you know because the this this Odin obviously is obviously a very different Odin than we've seen before. Rather than having him sort of suffering like that, he's been like this, you know, living on his own. They brought Anthony Hopkins back, put him in the fake beard again, uh, and then did a, sort of more a, a kinder, more benevolent sort of version of this of like the 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 old warrior at the end of his days, as opposed to like having to be punished for his past sins. So they kind of had more like in Norway and, and calmer and like, you know, more like I'm moving on boys. And
0: yeah, I actually, that scene was really beautiful with
1: the, with the three of them. It is a really beautiful scene with one odd thing about it. Anthony Hopkins, weird little braids. No, I'm fine with the I'm very weird braid. I'm fine. Cause you know, he's, he's, he's Asgardian. Yeah. They have their affectations. Um, it's the fact that Tom Hiddleston doesn't speak. Okay. In the entire scene, his dad is dying. I mean, obviously they have a they have a very complex, tumultuous relationship. All of his lines were apparently were cut or something because. He doesn't speak at all. It's it's just he, Thor and Odin are talking back and forth, and he just they just cut to him for reaction. and he's he's doing a, he's he's acting. Like I mean, it's not just he's just like whatever. I'm just a lump. Yeah,
0: he's, he's emoting. He's he's there. He's, he's, there.
1: he's involved. He's, he is emotionally involved in the scene, but he has no lines.
0: Uh, I actually and
1: maybe that's a choice. Maybe it's like the the one who talks.
0: I am totally fine with that speak. because honestly. What the hell is he going to say?
1: <laughs> but even him lost uh, at a loss for words would be one thing, but, but it, no, it seems I like, like they like, just like cut it, cut all of his stuff out. I don't know, it just it, it struck me as odd.
0: Um I think okay, this will sound a little weird and a little mm-hmm. personal, at the same time it's like uh, when you have a parent dying? Yes. And usually in sibling relationships, like one child takes the lead over yes. the other child, Thor always took the lead. Once he once Loki fell out of favor, and Loki mm-hmm. did fall out of favor with his oh, father. Yes.
1: <laughs> no kidding.
0: What the Thor always was taking the lead. Yes. So the fact that Loki doesn't speak doesn't even surprise me in the slightest. Hmm. So, I I mean, it almost felt appropriate.
1: There also weren't a lot talk. of like final words for Loki either. Like no, Odin doesn't I felt like, to have him take a moment with him either.
0: Yeah, I, I felt like it was you know, hey, shit's coming down the pike.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your mother's calling.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm going to try to do a bunch of fireflies right. chill you know
1: Yeah. oh, oh by the way uh, you have an older sister and she's going to destroy the world good luck boys I'm out <laughs> oh no
0: sorry about the goth makeup we couldn't get her out of it <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's one of the, the memes I saw going on I thought that was really funny is when you realize that Thor is the normal kid stuck between two drama goths oh my god yeah, like, oh my god he so is <laughs>
0: It's like if Sisters of Mercy had children, it would be <laughs> Hela and Loki.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. And so then, then we have Hela or shows up. So obviously, obviously, this was in, like I said, it, this was took place in an alleyway, but now here it is. Um. And you know, sister, big sister has some, some, uh, some words for the boys.
0: Well, what's interesting though is in that scene, that scene, like I love that scene so much because yeah, it starts getting cloudy because Thor's like I'm pissed. I can't yeah. believe like you pulled this bullshit. And Loki knows he's got a reckoning. Yeah. And then all of a
1: sudden, uh-huh.
0: how how we feel completely changes because shit's about to get real. That's right.
1: So that's the brother shoulder shoulder like Loki. You know, um, Loki and Thor are on the same page at this point.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it, but that's okay. also interesting because that's true siblings.
1: Yeah. Nobody hits my brother but me.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very <laughs> much.
1: so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then the second minute is to talk about Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, I love oh, Kate Blanchett. I know. And everything she shows up from Gladriel to, uh, we were Catherine talking about this Hepper. before. Catherine Hepper. And that was it. I was trying to think who she played the aviator. Uh, isn't, she in,
0: isn't she in the new, um, oh, and she's quite Queen Elizabeth. I loved her in Queen Elizabeth.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth
0: yeah. one, and then Elizabeth mm-hmm. yep. Um She's going to be in the new Oceans movie.
1: She is. And I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> I'm like, the idea of her and Sandra Bullock and like,
1: Helena yeah, Bonham Sarah, Carter and, Sarah and, and Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh my God. <laughs> and Mindy Kaling. Oh, oh yeah, it's I can't, like, I cannot wait for that movie. And actually, you know
0: where I would have loved to see her is, um, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but you'll kind of get it. I think she would have been really good in the Wrinkle in a in wrinkling time. Oh, I think so too. Um, yeah. As much as I love Oprah Winfrey and I understand where they were going with Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah a little too much.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, you know, anyway, sorry, Kate Blanchett.
1: Uh, yeah. We could talk a lot about it a long time, but yeah, Kate Blanchett. Um, one of my just as a, a little piece of trivia, one of my favorite uh, Kate Blanchett uh, cameos is actually in a movie that most people don't even know that she's in, and that's Hot Fuzz. Oh, she is the woman that breaks up with Nicholas Angel in the crime scene. All you can see are her eyes because she's covered head to toe in crime scene gear.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Yes, it's one of those great, like, you, uh, I love, this is why I love it, and you're right, he casts Kate Blanchett, and makes her unrecognizable, <laughs> covering, like, of course you have Kate Blanchett, so you cover her from head to toe, so all you can see are just her eyes behind goggles.
0: And you know, and the other thing is, is that she's another actor, like Tilda Swinton. Yeah. How can we make, you? she was, she also has gender, but she played in that weird Bob Dylan movie.
1: Oh, that's right, she was, I'm not there. I'm not
0: there, where, she, it was like four people taking on Bob Dylan, anyway, yeah.
1: We could wax – Yeah, she's – Oh, yes. We could, we could go on. Like, like the, and now the Kate Blanchett hour. I know. <laughs> we spent an hour talking about Kate Blanchett. Uh, anyway. But again, but again, like the, the – uh, How much fun she's having in this too. Like she gets to play a full-on out-and-out villain. Like no question about it. I mean she obviously she has her own stuff going on. Like you, you realize that she's – It's sort of like I was really good at conquering people and going to war and daddy got mad and sent me to my room. <laughs> But I'm really good at it, so here I'm back, and I'm going to show you how good at at conquering people I am. She is a little more of the of the because right? you know she's she's basically out to conquer, just to conquer. Okay, but it's Kate Blanchett, and clearly she's having a great time, and she is like reveling so much in this full on villain role that I'm totally fine with it's it. It's so
0: funny because you know a lot of people would say she was chewing the scenery, and I'd be like, yeah. mm-hmm, she kind of is. But then there was these yeah. great little things where. You know, in the scene between her and Loki and Thor, Mm -hmm. they start to kind of go to battle and Thor throws the hammer at her. And in one of the saddest moments ever in any Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry Kat Dennings wasn't over on the side to, like, weep a silent tear. No, no. (laughs) um, He throws the hammer at her. She catches the hammer Mm -hmm. and shatters the hammer. Yeah. And now we're going to take a moment of silence.
1: That's right, more silence from the
0: Anyway, so and Loki's like, "We're getting, we're getting the fuck out of here," and he's yeah. like, oh, um, like and, out of get here. here." And all of a sudden, Thor's like, "What are you doing?" No. Um, all I can think of is in Hamilton, "What are you doing?" Uh. <laughs> <Get back up. laughs> I'm sorry, is this not your speed? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, they're in the... They're in
1: on yeah, the up, Rainbow going Bridge. Going through the Rainbow Bridge, like, get, being right away, and she chases him in the Rainbow yes! Bridge! It
0: was awesome! And
1: so, oh, there she and is! He
0: throws <sighs> the knife at her. She catches the knife,
1: uh-huh. throws
0: the knife back, which knocks him out of the Rainbow Bridge, and we're like, okay, yep. bye.
1: Yeah, what does that mean? Bye, boy, yeah. bye. and um, yeah.
0: Then she and Thor battle. Thor gets thrown out, and she walks off into Asgard, uh-huh. and in a moment, it's the only gripes I had about this movie.
1: Yes, I have the same one. So go ahead. The
0: Warriors Three become the yeah. wh- like the what are we doing Three? Yeah, because it's Thandral and who's the big guy? A Volstagg. Volstag are there,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they. What do they get? A line piece? So they maybe get residual? No, they
1: don't even they don't even get a line apiece. Full a, stag says says one has says something like who are you or something like that and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm so sorry, Zach. Hey. You're not gonna yeah, get exactly. any money He's from exactly this movie. Like, good news for you, we're flying out to Australia. Bad news is it's only for a day. And guess what? You don't have a speaking <laughs> role,
0: so we don't know if you're going to get SAG juice from this. Um.
1: Yeah, like I, I, at one point I get it. Like you, this is this is a wrestling thing. Like you want to sell your monster, you feed you feed them to a bigger monster. Okay, I get it. Like you, you show how tough she is. She takes all these guys one second, but it is that that point is like where I, I went like, oh, okay, like I understand you're tearing down the old. This is Ragnarok. Everyone's going to die anyways. But like, did you? did you have to be so just completely disrespectful to the thing? Like I know that there's not, there was never going to be a warriors three movie, but we know these guys from uh, multiple movies and it's, it's also Zach Levi and, and Ray Stevenson. Uh, oh shoot. Winston. Uh, Stevenson? Stevenson. Okay. Yeah. So also was a game of mine. So Stevenson, Ray Stevenson, um, like give him, give him something like, you don't have to have a 15 minute fight scene right there, but really like, uh, no. Yeah.
0: So she, you know, and then you have the great line where she looks at scourge and he's like, I'm mm-hmm. just the janitor who is cleaning <laughs> up the dragon icker."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Not even like changing out of that outfit. He's like, I'm in it, you nope. know,
1: anyway. Um, yeah. in armor with a mop.
0: Yes. So she takes over Asgard. and, and Yeah. You c-
1: yeah. She goes through it and then kills the other of the warriors. At least Hogan gets, at least he gets a big action. He does. Scene. So
0: he will get dues. Um, yeah. But I think it's <laughs> in a really beautiful scene is where she takes Scourge into the palace, I guess. And mm-hmm. she's like looking at the murals and it's how how Odin repainted history. Yeah. And
1: yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Like, where do you think all this gold came yeah, from? Yeah. Like, like, and
0: and it I thought that was such a, it's we're going to make this really, really funny, light movie. And there's actually something to be said about how history is told by those who win. Yeah. And. You know, Odin's like, I don't want to talk about the fact that my daughter has like bloodlust and that we conquered the nine realms. And I never even thought about that. It's like in order to be the leader of the nine realms, you have to have conquered that. Right. And, you know, that kind of gets brought up and she throws the daggers up and you get to see the old murals, which were
1: yeah. really cool. By the I'll way, what's the over. name of
0: her of her wolf? Uh, Fenris. Better. Of course, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one actually knew. Yeah, I didn't have to look that one up. <laughs> Federer's actually in, in, in original mythology is actually Loki's son.
0: Ugh. Well, that's mythology for yeah, you.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, the, the deeper you dig into <laughs> okay. Asgardian, uh, uh, Asgardian, uh, uh into uh, Norse mythology,
0: weird it gets.
1: <laughs> You're
0: like, it's some weird shit. It's um, some
1: weird stuff. I, I would recommend anyone who's really interested in this kind of stuff to check out Neil Gaiman's book Norse Mythology. He really does a good job of of sort of laying the the myths out in a in a easily recognizable way. And the audiobook is very good because his voice is very soothing. Oh,
0: okay. So, um. So that's happening. There's like it feels like that's where the the it starts jumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, and something very important happens. Um oh, yes. has been fired from his job. Yep. And all of a sudden you see this guy creeping up the rocks
1: mm-hmm. to
0: go to the I don't know what do you call that thing? I always think it's like an observatory to the
1: Yeah, I guess observatory is a good way to say yeah, it. Yeah.
0: To go to the observatory and he steals the sword that will open up the gate.
1: Mhm.
0: So it's like he steals the, the key. key. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden that disappears. Yeah. And
1: then you go to Thor who lands on yeah. um, uh a Sakar. But a before we get there, there is there's one other I mean this they, they kind of cut back and forth a little bit, but yeah. while she's there, then she also goes through Odin's vault. Yeah. That's an important thing to do because she sees there's the infinity gauntlet. She goes, Fake, Fake. knocks it over. <laughs> it's one of those like things like, Oh, another little piece of continuity from Thor one that they're like they're they're <laughs> retroactively doing, like, oh yes, by the way, we put that in there. That's totally a fake. But we see the cask of ancient winters is there. Uh, and then she walks past uh, one of the, the, uh, the Tesseract, one of the infinity stones right there. And she yes. like, Oh, not fake. Like it's still that's So we know that's still there, which will be important later on in the movie. Uh, and then there's searcher skull. There's the eternal flame, like all these things, like they're, they're setting this stuff up for later on in the movie that we get to see. And then that's where she raises up her army and stuff too. But then we go to, we cut to Sakar. So Sakaar uh, planet created for the uh, planet Hulk. Um, storyline. That was uh, something Greg Pack did when he wrote it. He created this whole planet. It was there. His version of it is a lot more Roman gladiatorial, sort of ruled by this, like a, a Romanesque uh, you know lords uh, kind of thing that they have. They do this, stuff. this they, they brought in the Grandmaster. Grandmaster is one of the Eternals of the Universe, uh, brother of the character that uh, Benicio Del Toro played in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, oh. oh. Uh, yeah, those two wow. are brothers. Yeah, uh, they're, they're of the eternal. They're they're called the Eternals of the universe, or, or I think I'm saying that right. Um, there, yeah, if actually if you go to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission: Breakout at Disney World, or actually, sorry, it's Disneyland now. There is a painting of the two of them playing chess. Oh, so there's, there's Del Toro and there's Jeff Goldblum, like sitting around a chessboard. I think, and actually, I think um, he, Del Toro is actually flipping the board, like ah. And you know what's great is that they're
0: both so weird.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like... Like, I would go, like, please put those two in a scene together.
0: Yeah, I'm like, that would be... There's an Easter egg for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Thor lands yeah, on so we,
1: planet. We, Thor lands on Sakara. So Sakara is in, and uh, and immediately he reaches he reaches out for his hammer when he gets in trouble, and it's not there anymore because Mjolnir's gone. There's that great moment. Where they even shot it the exact same way of him like reaching out, like they would, like the hammer would jump into his hand, and then they sort of like change the focus. You see his face going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> The <laughs> Yeah. And then, of course, then the guys cover him with the thing and they start beating the crap out of him because he's, you know, he's on Sakaar. He's not quite the god he used to be. Um, and then we have one of my favorite introductions in, in all of Marvel. <laughs> one of my favorite characters, favorite Valkyrie showing up. Oh God, it's so good. I laughed out loud. Every time I watch this, it's one of my favorite things. Just her, the ship just sort of careening in and crashing down and the, the, the ramp shows up opens up she comes staggering out drinking from a bottle and immediately falls off the ramp <laughs> and this is how we meet Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie Oh, I love it so much uh, then like it's obviously they know she's scrapper 142 named uh, call scrapper 142 because she first showed up in issue number 142 so then like she's all these guys like what's this one little girl gonna do against all these guys well she pulls out these devices and all of a sudden she's got <laughs> two massive guns that follow her every motion and she mows the all down like i watched this again yesterday and i was cackling with delight at that it's such a great (laughs) everything he put together it's like what a great introduction to this character uh and such a fun way to show like the violence of this world and 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 her part in it and then when thor thinks he's he's been saved oh no (laughs) he's just been captured by a bigger fish so she puts a obedience disc on him throws him in the hold and takes him all the way to the Grand Master,
0: who um and also in a very Disney-like where they have him in the chair, mm-hmm. um, and it's like you real it's it's really funny because it's like you know you are on the now you belong to uh-huh. this and and they're like you, know, <laughs> yes. you were cast out and lonely and you know no one loved you wherever you were from and it's like the lights <laughs> are changing and it's like Willy Wonka and yeah. blah 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 and pure
1: imagination like, in the background and it's very it's very much of a Disney ride
0: and and what was so great is that he's like all of a sudden you know it's like prepare to meet the grandmaster uh-huh. or like prepare yourself prepare yourself and he yeah. starts screaming uh-huh and then it cuts and it's like i don't know how they do it but it's he's literally in a room <laughs> surrounded by the people like, and, yeah. like anyway
1: <laughs> yeah so then, then we see jeff goldblum as the grandmaster and in a, in a uh an homage to his original color he does have the blue stripe down the middle of his face just as like like hey yeah we know he was blue now he's now he's this
0: and he's Jeff Goldblum. Who cares? And he's
1: Jeff Goldblum, exactly. He's just Jeff Goldbluming it up, and I love it because <laughs> I, I love these guys. They're just so weird, and they are allowed them to just be weird. But but he's also not doing, I guess, like a weird performance. Like uh, I guess I always go back to like Iron Man two, where they just let Mickey Rourke do whatever he wanted. Yeah, and, and that it was, wasn't way so it- hey, too much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just like weird, but within a controlled sphere.
0: So you have him get sold thor gets sold to the grandmaster mm-hmm. yep and you kind of get these little like glimpses as to like how odd and peculiar he is
1: yeah um and playing the keyboard yes <laughs> he's talking to
0: him. um i pardon you i pardon you from life uh, yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden thor sees in the corner of his eye sitting over on a couch like a courtier, his brother yes <laughs>
1: Oh, now everything's going to be fine. Loki's here. Yes. <laughs> Everything will be fine now. I've never seen him before <laughs> yeah, no. in
0: my life. We're brothers. Uh-huh. Going back to what? in Avengers? Adopted.
1: Avengers, yeah. Adopted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. if yeah, You're talking about this scene where the two of them are just like clearly almost having trouble keeping a straight face. So this, uh, there, is a, there is a script for this movie. Like it was written. They, they put together all this kind of stuff. But I think Taika like in scenes would sort of let them – be a little freer with the stuff, like not make them slaves to the dialogues that they had created. Well, it's
0: like anything, get the cut with the dialogue and then it's like, okay, what do you want to do?
1: You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't think this, I mean like they, there's a, this impression. I don't think this movie was improv. I just think he allowed them to try different things in, in scenes much more than uh sort of in the past where they would like stick to what, what we had kind of Well
0: Again, best idea in the room wins.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, I love that's the scene between the two of them where I felt like Hiddleston couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah. It's, and it's beautiful, but it's, it was just yeah. definitely funny.
1: So. Yeah. And you can see in the background, there's, there's like this, they, they say that the main artistic influence of this movie was Jack Kirby. So you can see a lot of Kirby esque elements, even to the, when they cut, when they go to uh, the grandmasters box to watch the, the match that's coming up, the the mural in the background is actual a Kirby jack kirby artwork you know jack kirby is one like one of the founders of the marvel universe like where stan wrote all the stuff jack drew all the stuff like he was one of the kid like, with the looks for almost all the the major characters we know including thor so like a lot of the characters in the background all their their the strange shapes of the ships and everything are all straight out of kirby which i think was a nice homage to do because he does not get nearly enough attention as, as obviously because he's dead right. <laughs> stanley gets to do all the cameos we, uh, we we revere stan lee uh but you know Jack had just as much to do with the creation of the Marvel Universe as Stan Lee did. But unfortunately, he's not around to reap those benefits. So um, it's nice that to, they to, to give him a, a lot more to... Uh, to be proud of in this, that so we can see his work really on display on the big screen in a major way. You know what's
0: funny is that we're like an we're an hour into talking about this movie, and this is mm-hmm. how good the movie is. We're like halfway through the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the thing is when it's it's so good, you just want to unpack everything. You do want to unpack everything. Um, so let's get to the, let's get to what we're waiting for now. I, this is this is the problem with the, the modern movie making stuff too, and, and the fact that Lego is going to put out stuff six months before the movie comes out. This would be such a better movie if we had no idea the Hulk was in it. <laughs> oh, if they had, yeah. If they had just managed to keep it secret. Can you imagine? Because I, w- I was watching it yesterday, you know, going through and praying, I was taking my notes and stuff too. And I'm like, you know, at this point where we're me and the Grandmaster and all this stuff, there is no indication at all that Hulk is involved in this movie at all. Nothing. There is no homage or like nodding or any, like, nobody even says his name. Like, there is no clue at all that Hulk is going to be a part of this. And then all of a sudden, the door opens up and and Hulk comes out, and you're like, "If you had just seen this movie cold, how great would that moment have been?" I don't. I honestly don't know how you could have kept it out. No, because it's, that's the, that's 21st century filmmaking. Right. There's just no way to do uh, it.
0: And the other thing is, is I think we're just gonna have to, you gotta
1: sell Hulk toys.
0: Yeah, but the other thing is, we need to just be happy with our Matt Damon cameo. Mm-hmm. I mean.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They did keep a bunch of surprises. Yeah. I mean, that, that's true. Like, we did not know. I mean, we kind of had the rough structure. We had no idea how this movie was going to play out. But, man, there's a couple movies that they they put that stuff out that I think would have better. Like, the one that comes to mind immediately is Terminator 2. And Terminator 2, if you did not know... That there was a second Terminator, or that Arnold Schwarzenegger was playing the good Terminator in that one—it's such a different yeah. movie, and you can tell that they structured it that way because the confrontation scene in there, you're with John Connor of, oh my God, there's the guy that killed my, you know, that that killed my father, and is trying to kill me and my mother, and oh, there's a cop, and he's here to help me, but it's completely different. It's like. Like the guy who you think is here to murder you is here to save you, and the cop is actually here to kill you. Like it's it's a great moment, but we all had seen all the previews of the shape shifting Terminator, and that Arnold was good now. And it's, 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 this is the this is the 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 downside of of the. Uh, movie business thing of like you have to sell the figures you have to you know sell the movie to people and you have to they the guys who make the ads want to put every possible cool thing in there and leave no surprises at all because they want to get all the butts and seats they can
0: well i mean the good thing about this movie is that you're still able to get the butts and the seats and still keep the surprises
1: yeah so yeah um so yeah so then obviously then hulk uh, hulk shows up as a gladiator straight out of the uh, planet hulk storyline yeah as the gladiator it's it's Interesting. I, I think how how that they. I guess he hadn't had a bout in, in the in the couple weeks that Loki had been there because Loki's very surprised. Oh yeah, well when he sees them, but he had been there for a couple weeks. So did the the champion, his great champion, had not had a done a, a fight in all that, that time? That is weird eh.
0: because eh. the other thing is is that when you go in later in the in the movie, it's like Thor shit is everywhere. Yeah, like he's marketed yeah. so. Okay, that's kind of funny.
1: Right, so he would—you think he would have seen some green right. stuff around, anyway. But yeah, it's—it's—but it's worth it just for Hiddleston's reaction.
0: I know. There's a couple things I really loved. Is uh, number one, Thor gets his haircut, which mm-hmm. that's a it's great a scene, great scene, yeah. and that is our Stanley cameo. He, Stanley, who's the one who shears. That's him. right.
1: Um. Yep. It's a it's a great yes. look too. He yeah. Like when he comes out, it's, I really it's a it's a really really great look. He looks so strange now. I see the older ones well, with, with the, the long hair. Bits. I was like, no, no.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, can we get Tom Hiddleston a haircut now too? Come on now. Um, right. So and also <laughs> yeah. it's the introduction of one of the best secondary characters I've ever seen, and that is Korg.
1: Oh, Korg, yeah, the played by the director, Taika Waititi, in motion in full motion capture outfit, like on set, he was wearing the, the gray unitard, just like uh, uh, Ruffalo oh, was. Oh, God,
0: please let him be directing in that. So,
1: <laughs> <even> <laughs> yes, he was said, it's it's very, was supposed supposed like, be, very, very, very difficult, with a big stick on his back with the the cardboard cutout of Korg's face, so people would know yeah, where to look. Yeah, so,
0: and if people want to get an idea as to what he might have looked like, if you don't know, he looked kind of like the thing, but blue
1: yeah Uh, corg yeah corg is is a great great character he's and he's he is from the comic books but he was very he was always like uh uh the hulk's right hand man so like he was like following like whenever you want like i'll follow you into battle i'll follow you anywhere kind of thing this this is a complete different things and and a lot of fun too because he still is big and tough but has this really high squeaky voice apparently he was based off of a lot of the bouncers that uh Tycho had seen when he was growing up like these um, Maori guys like sort of like the like the rock is, is part Maori like these big big strapping dudes who were all these bouncers but they always were super nice and had these high pitched voices so they they talk like hey, yeah whatever you want man yeah, that's fine that's cool like these guys could like he said could choke you out in seconds it could snap your neck but they are always super nice and have these high-pitched voices and they're always like yeah whatever yeah, just you, we all just calm down here I think it'd be a lot better but as this you know six eight two fifty guy <laughs> is looming over you
0: and and it works that's what makes it so yeah. delightful so.
1: And it's, it's, and you can tell a lot of his stuff was either came up with on the on the day, or they had really because um, he he's not the is not stupid, you know he's not an idiot, but it's also he's there a lot for comic relief.
0: One of the things I really loved is like just that weird like little, you know, but it's such a deadpan mm-hmm. because that's how I think humor is the best is when it's like delivered in this way where it's like not even the person doesn't think it's going to be funny. Oh, yeah. That's Doug. Like who the last person to take on the champion was Doug. Doug, how was it? <laughs> yeah, oh, Doug. Doug's dead.
1: Yeah. I was I was, I was bye bye, new I Doug. wondering why no one had ever put out a picture of like done a like a t shirt of a big thing of Thor with new Doug across the bottom. <laughs> Come on, oh fandom, my God. get on that. I would I'm buy that sorry. in a second.
0: I want to see Chris Hemsworth wearing that t shirt. <laughs>
1: yeah. New Doug. Come new on. Doug. <laughs> Um, so we get to so obviously here's Hulk so we get to see Hulk as like pure Hulk this is what's great about the fact these movies are being made now as opposed to even 10 years ago is we can have Hulk on screen for a lot more like it used to be that it would have to be any of these kind of big things would only have to be in short doses because they couldn't afford it they couldn't afford to have that because it took so much render time so much special effects juice in order to make this happen but now we get Hulk Just continually Hulk because he doesn't shift back in this in in the in the in the world of Sakaar, he is Hulk all the time and so we get to see Hulk all the time which is great
0: yeah and it's also it's he's so big and it's like it's his own he's his own character yeah like before it was like I felt like it was the dumber and I think I talked about this in the Incredible Hulk uh, when we recorded eight million Mm -hmm. years ago right.
1: Um, <laughs> like what? Like seventeen movies ago or something? <laughs> I
0: don't know, man. I just know that was the one where I was like, "God damn!" And I still stand by the statement: What would that movie had been? Have been had Iron Man come out like six months before? You know, you know. Anyway, right. yeah. so it's it's like I always thought of like the Hulk as kind of stupid, and I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a bad way, but that he is like he's walking ego. Mm-hmm. He's walking. He's like a walking two year old. That's like you know huge and this it's like he's not he's more there's more thought in like feeling I don't know mm-hmm. um, there's more of an emotional there's more of an emotional depth to the Hulk than we have previously ever seen
1: yes he's not just a rage monster and he's also not a toddler
0: right and, and then you have somebody who's like not exactly like it's not that Thor is stupid but Thor also Thor and Hulk are very similar in that I, I need to like screw in a screw, so let me use my hammer.
1: Yes, <laughs> you can always punch your way out of every situation, right?
0: Exactly, and so all of a sudden you have Thor who desperately needs the Hulk, yeah, having to like figure out how to speak to him and get what he needs.
1: Right, and so- and a couple on a couple of different things, having to, Valkyrie the same way, like to try and he can't he can't you know. Mjolnir his way out of this he really has to figure out something else and so we get to see him you know stripped down to his bear essentially even like losing the hair and then having to figure out what am I going to do to to get my life back together or to to just to, you know, to get out of here but also to save everyone uh in my kingdom
0: yeah and it's I have
1: to go about this a different way
0: yeah and it's great I mean it's cool because it's like all of a sudden you know it's like Thor and Uh, Oh, you do get to. I still love this. So I listened to an interview. I think it was the Nerdist or Mm ID10T whatever it is now with Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth did not want to take his shirt off. (laughs) He didn't, and I guess Taika was like, "Okay, do you want people to see the movie?" (laughs)
1: we're paying you a lot of money it's not even i mean it's
0: like let's not whore him out but at the same time you know (laughs) the other thing is it's like dude you work your ass off to get this body to play this part like why wouldn't you you know anyway so you really only see him shirtless one time and that's Mm -hmm. after he's had this ultimate battle with the hulk it got his and and actually he's he's starting to get his own power away from yeah you know he's starting to access power that has nothing to do with the hammer
1: yeah, and like they, in, the, in the middle of that battle, as he's being pounded on. Like all of a sudden, he's seeing a vision of his father, and suddenly he's able to summon lightning, which he would never be able to do before. Right,
0: and that's huge. And um, and also has there's a great scene in that where the Hulk picks up Thor and like starts to pound him like he did with mm-hmm. Loki in uh, the Avengers. The rag doll. Yes, and. Like, Loki is ecstatic.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a great thing, him leaping to his feet. Yes. That's
0: how it feels! Yes. yes. <laughs> so then, like, the battle, you know, the last thing you see, like, Thor sees before he gets, like, knocked out is the Hulk, like, jumping onto him from a hundred feet. from anyway. the sky. And then yeah. he wakes up and there's, like, all these women, like, stroking his body. And he's like, what? Like, get off me. And then you see him shirtless. Okay. Sorry, that was just... I could rewind
1: yeah. that a few times. So um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we see Hulk's room, and I like the fact that like everyone just loves the Hulk here and knows the Hulk here, and they don't know any that there's any difference. They just think he's an alien, and yes. he's also buddy bros with Valkyrie. Like she doesn't know idea that there's a banner, and he's also she just likes this guy. He's also a prisoner. So yeah, but he doesn't care. No, because he knows he can leave whenever he wants. He doesn't. I don't think he doesn't have a, a disc on him. Like he's there by choice. Oh. Okay. I think he has oh, a, the disc I, is because, I, for Thor. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because yeah. Thor was trying to leave. The Hulk does not want to go anywhere. Hulk's right. having a good time. Uh, there is a great scene where he's coming having out
0: of coming out of the whirlpool bath, the big like whirlpool <laughs> bath, and
1: and, yeah. and and like
0: Thor's like, okay, and you're naked. You know, it's like <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm not entirely comfortable with this. So. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah so it's sort to save it from from uh from being a three-hour podcast oh we'll just God. hit the beats yeah um uh banner shows up again uh and is completely freaked out by the fact that he's on an alien planet and thor has <laughs> i what i like is um thor tried to do the uh sleeping stuff on on hulk you know uh the sun's getting real low and he tries to do that on banner to calm him down to keep yeah. all from showing back up yeah. uh I, I like uh uh thor um uh, trying to say that his favorite is the opposite so like like no no you're always my favorite like we like you so much better than hulk and telling hulk no we don't like banner we like you, <laughs> uh, you. again trying to working his manipulation abilities which he has almost none of yeah. you know he's, high yeah, charisma, low he's intelligence.
0: like the worst flirter ever
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh we like there's uh, obviously we don't, we don't have to go point for point but um Thor is putting together the Revengers. Yes. Um. Uh, <laughs> he, so he, he has to go in and, and uh. Oh. And also. Uh, uh. A little another homage back to the original Avengers movie is when uh he has to access the the Quinjet that uh, the password that Tony set for him was Point, point Break, break <laughs> which is what he called him uh, in the original the Avengers strongest movie. Strongest adventure. The strongest
0: son <laughs> of Odinson. <laughs> and you can just he's like fucking Stark. Damn
1: you, Stark. Damn, Stark. <laughs>
0: Point break. Hello, and Thor. Then, uh,
1: and then uh, uh, having uh, Bruce has to wear Tony's clothes, so he's wearing oh, a, a Duran Duran T-shirt, which it also grabs, fits right in with the motif of the rest of it.
0: Yes, it grabs weird in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it's like it's like you fall a little more in love with Mark Ruffalo just because yeah. there's such a vulnerability to him.
1: Yeah, I, and oh. like one of the one of the like say so all the stuff that Thor. Uh, Hulk fight is fantastic I mean it's 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 great action it's funny and there's so much going on there and of course there's that the, the best line from that he's a friend from work was actually supplied by a make a wish kid who was visiting the set that day he was spending the day with with uh, Chris Hemsworth and he when they were going to shoot that that scene he's like you should say he's my friend from work <laughs> and so Chris Hemsworth did that and everybody just broke up on the set and it became one of the best lines of the movie oh my it was god a fan of basically this kid, a Make-A-Wish kid, who was spending the day and and put that in the movie.
0: Never before have I ever been so grateful for a kid that got leukemia. I mean, I don't mean-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I hope, I, like, I don't, I don't know what the like, they they it was a kid, so they weren't. They, I don't think they released the details or anything, but like, I hope the kid got to see the movie, and I actually, I, I should say, I hope he's alive. But I mean, I hope he got to see that his line got to be, uh, you know, this gigantic thing. I mean, he there's t-shirts the now because of this kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. So, oh, anyway, so the point I was making like, so there's a giant, giant fight scene, but one of my favorite scenes in this entire movie is the Revengers in Valkyrie's apartment. Just like the four of them Bruce Banner, and Valkyrie, and Thor, and Loki tied up. <laughs> All, and, just, and they're just having a conversation oh god there's so much great stuff in there Thor telling stories of when they grew up together uh, <laughs> which I guess was improv actually that was improv there's there's actually a few the deleted scenes there is a, a thing of like a couple of different variations that right. he did different stories he told
0: one of the things I like is that when Thor is in prison for the first time Loki comes to him as he's honoring Thor is like going through the ritual of honoring his father who's died because they mm-hmm. haven't had the chance to do that. And right. all of a sudden, Loki shows up. And Thor is sitting up against a wall. And he throws a rock at Loki. And it passes through him yeah, because yeah. he's, like, astrally projected.
1: And, yeah, yeah um, his little Loki ability.
0: Right. And so later on in Valkyrie's apartment, he, he picks up a can and throws it at, top <laughs> at Loki. And it, like, hits him. And you could just see Hiddleston uh-huh. going, like, fuck. Why? How much am I getting paid? Like, so
1: um, that's yeah. a great scene. Um, yeah, that, that, I love everything in that scene. That's so so much fun. So the whole point uh, so they- the whole
0: point is to get back to Asgard. Because they want to sell, they want to save Asgard from Hela.
1: They have their big, you know, they, they lead a revolution essentially and get everybody out. And then there's the, and then and then of course we come to another one of the great scenes. And it's just oh my god, <laughs> are you? It's just Thor and Loki in an elevator, yes! and it's brilliant. It's just like it's so simple. Actually, uh, if you want to know uh, some behind the scenes stuff about this, uh, Vanity Fair did a director's commentary for that. So Taika Waititi. Pick that scene, and he goes through and talks about how they put all the stuff together. So you can get a, a a lot of direct information about that scene if you go on to YouTube and, and look for that Vanity Fair okay uh, thing. But uh, there's a lot of good stuff to have. But it's like the two of them just and, and it's there's so much storytelling that happens in that elevator ride right? because. You get to see how the how they've changed, like how different Thor is because yeah. Thor, Thor can sort of see his arc. He can kind of see how he's changed and how Loki has not and he's now able to accept Loki as he is. Right, and
0: I like the thing of where, you know, Loki is like, maybe I'll stick around here. Like, maybe we get rid of the Grand Master and I can stick around here. Yeah. And Thor's like, Thor's like, great. great idea. and, and Even yeah. Loki's like,
1: really? <laughs> He's like, yeah, this place is perfect for you. Yeah, Like, you shouldn't be back with a me. The garbage heap
0: is perfect for you. I mean, <laughs> but also, I love this. Like, we should
1: do get help. Get help. <laughs> I don't want to do get help. No, I think we should do get help.
0: And it's like, <laughs> it, and it, it's great. And I do like how they do a callback later on in the big battle where he's like, I am not doing get help. Like, I don't yeah. think that's going to work. Um, and yeah. it's so funny because this, there's like three there's two major storylines going on. And then there's like mm-hmm. this tiny little one underneath. And that's that Hemdall has been slowly getting people out of the city of like the, the main city of Asgard to safety yeah. because yep. Hela is being, she's bringing hell. And, um, right. and, and I like the fact of like Thor and um, Hemdall have a scene where he like sees through Hemdall's eyes yeah, and he's seeing what's going on. So it's like, it's spurring him on to get the, like we've got to get back.
1: Yeah, it's a ticking clock. Yeah, like and happened. so
0: they end up the the Avengers, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> which another which actually is is actually from Marvel Comics. Oh. There actually was a group called the Revengers.
0: and also one of the greatest j- little like running jokes ever is where uh, Bruce Banner, likes and the name. Bruce Banner, <laughs> and, I know there's so many Bruce Banner and Valkyrie keep going. Don't we know each other from somewhere? I feel like I <laughs> yeah, know that's you. That's right.
1: They, they feel like they know. They don't know yeah, why. Yeah, don't know why <laughs> I
0: know you? And so they end up on the Grandmaster ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Like he used to have orgies and whatever. And they're like, don't yeah. touch anything.
1: Don't touch anything.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, another great chase scene. The the ships flying through the thing, uh, with a great score at that point by Mark Mothersbaugh. Mark Mothersbaugh did the the score for the whole movie. He actually is one of the founders of Devo. Yes. So he was allowed. He was allowed to embrace all his 80sness And he, apparently he had a bunch of different keyboards and Moog synthesizers and stuff that he had that he was allowed to break out. It's not so just. It's, it's a great, great score. It's
0: not just Wes Anderson people. He's got many. No, facets about him, so
1: so yes, yeah, so so yeah, big that big escape scene, and then uh, so they finally they they threw the they they escape through the devil's anus. <laughs> uh, I mean, and make it out there. That's another fantastic action scene there too. Oh um, yeah, we at that point we we I love the false of the fact that we've now learned that Scrapper one four was one four two yes. Um, was a was a Valkyrie like her, like her title of Valkyrie? She that was a, her job was, and we get to see some nice flashbacks of that. And we find out that Thor is a Valkyrie fanboy. Yes, <laughs> he's he's so he so marking out uh, every time he's talking,
0: like, "Like you were a Valkyrie." Oh. I wanted like, to be a geez. Valkyrie too until I found out that they were like girls. Not that there's anything wrong with like. Well, wait till you meet the Dora Milaje, my friend. You're gonna like <laughs> sweep right. your
1: You're little. It bring. brings her like like it's like this is Dragon Fang. Oh my God, it's a Valkyrie. Song i found a valkyrie (laughs) i love it thor's fanboy i'm sorry and then he brings it like i I got a valkyrie outfit i mean you know if you wanted to wear it or whatever it's fine you don't have to it's cool but you know i found one just you know i'm sorry
0: i just (laughs) i'm having this vision in my head of akoye meeting um valkyrie and thor Uh together the three of them and him like losing his shit over meeting akoye and like valkyrie (laughs) and the valkyrie and akoye going seriously
1: Right. Anyway, he likes a fierce woman. He does. So uh, and so, he makes it all the way back to Asgard uh, and finds things are there. And then uh, uh, things are not going well in Asgard, obviously. Uh, and so they they start their battle. And so they have uh, as their their a great another great great fight scene of them. Uh, they have they come up with their, their figuring out how they're going to go about this plan. And then realize that none of this this whole plan is not going to work at all because she's just too crazy powerful. <laughs> so Thor realizes. Let's see does he confront her before he figures out he needs to start ragnarok right he,
0: yeah he right and then well it,
1: that's when he has his big revelation is that isn't that where he sends loki off to I, that's what I'm to remember. I, I just watched this and i've been having trouble i with know it's and so funny head. and i
0: had i'd only gotten an hour into it so if i remember correctly he's like you guys get everybody like to safety and i'm going to like, confront hella yeah and then he and Hela,
1: right? So she, they have the confrontation with her first. So they, they go a thing. So they're, there's when there's the, uh, they're flying around and, and, and shooting all of the enemies to try and save the people of Asgard. And then uh, you get to see Bruce Banner trying to do his party trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he throws himself off and just smacks onto the pavement of the Rainbow Bridge <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> just gets thrown off the edge. And then and that's when the Hulk shows up. And so, and so you don't have that moment of him like hitting the ground as Hulk. No. Smack.
0: No, and it's cool. It's like Fenris actually hurts him. Yeah. As the Hulk.
1: Yeah, that's right. right. And then they have... Yeah, it sinks his teeth into it. They have a the big battle. Um, uh, And then Thor's being... Like he has this conversation and he and Hella are battling, and he's going to lose. Like she has overpowered him. She is more powerful, especially on average. She's Oscar taking this an point. eye. Yeah, she takes his eye, which was a huge surprise. That, that, that's something they kept from everybody because they even went back and recut the footage so that we wouldn't know. They, 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 did, they showed the footage of him with glyphs, uh, you know, crackling with lightning. So that was like a little indication that something was going to be different. But in it, you can watch the trailers. He still has two eyes in that footage. So they went through and did footage just for the trailer so we would not know about the eye. And that's the kind of lying I like. Thank you, Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's such a good moment. She's like, oh, holy crap, he just lost an eye. And and it's still gone. Like you watched the Infinity War trailers. Still gone. I like that. So tell me, brother, what are you the god of? Yeah. Are you the god of hammers?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like... Well, I'm about to show you what I'm the god of. Right,
1: and he has so that he has his uh, a conversation with his father, and so he actually has. Actually, they they said that they in this in the MCU, uh, Mjolnir uh, was there to help focus his powers that he always had them. Uh, this is so in comic books. This is this is what's known as the Odin Force because you know, written, oh, written in the '60s. Yeah,
0: I have to tell you, so this is, I have to say, I've recorded with you. I think this is our fifth time now. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually learned so much from listening to you because you have such a, a depth of comic knowledge. And so, thank you. I love the fact that oh. I just learned something today. I, I, I mean, I learned it. a lot, but at the same time, I'm like, Odin Force, I'm like,
1: oh. I don't know everything, but I do like to have, I like I like the diversity of stuff too. Where so,
0: okay, um, so he focuses.
1: So, yeah, so oh. then, yeah, so then uh, he has a vision of his father. So we actually have another father-son conversation where he reveals like, you, know, like you had this power in you all along and you'll, you'll always, you I always knew you were going to be greater than me. And so then we have the, the finally unlocking stuff and then kaboom, like he finally like comes into his own and really harnesses the full power that he showed only a little bit of on Sakar and, it has that, they, like, even as we were watching it in the theater, my 10-year-old, you know, over with Estor's crackling with energy, leaping down onto the pile of enemies. She's like, I want that as a poster. Oh, God, right? <laughs> it's such a great, it's like right, it really is a painting right out of there, just him, like, going down, uh, crackling with energy into the big pile of enemies just to explode outwards. It's, yeah, it's, what and then, and, of course, then the Led Zeppelin kicks up. And then, Again. Yeah, it's such and a it's- great moment. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And
0: so, um, and at this point, this is where he tells Loki, okay, we're going to yeah. have to bring in somebody
1: bigger and badder. And right. we're going to have to cause Ragnarok.
0: And yeah, and that's got to be a really interesting thing to understand is that in order to save your home, you have to destroy
1: it. Yeah. Because, because we learn Asgard is not a place,
0: it's a people. And the thing, mm-hmm. and, and that's such an interesting, con- like I said, there's a lot of interesting concepts that are not light concepts. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when my grandparents moved out of their home that they've had for over 40 years, which was the only home I really knew, mm-hmm. I had a hard time with that because, you know, 516 West Logan Street was home. Right. And my grandmother, I remember saying to me, you know, home is not the house, it's us. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, you have to try to remember, like, this is what's going to happen. Thor could always go home. He's not going to have mm-hmm. a home anymore.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. All the people, they're, they're all refugees now.
0: Yeah. And what does that mean?
1: So anyway, yeah. um, so we get so Loki goes off on his own and has a great little scene too, where he's going he's going to bring back Surtur and put the the skull of Surtur into the Eternal Flame, and he walks by the Tesseract.
0: Yes, that little fucking punk walks by the right. Tesseract, and, and then takes a moment
1: and, <laughs> <laughs> and just looks at it. And now, <laughs> and, and now away. the
0: previews for Infinity War, and now we get it because uh-huh. what is he holding in one of the the
1: previews? That's right. He's holding the Tesseract. So he pocketed that thing. So he's like, well, if I was going to be destroyed, why should we let this go to ways?
0: And the other thing about that is that if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, in the preview mm-hmm. for Infinity War, Thanos has in the in the gauntlet, like the blue stone is there. Like, yeah. so it shows. And I was like, and yeah. I'm like, Obviously, right. that,
1: this is not this is not spoiler territory because we don't know any more than you guys. That's
0: do. right. And it's a freaking trailer. If you guys haven't seen it, that's not my problem.
1: Sorry, I just there's didn't one, think There's it. one where you see Loki holding the test rack up to someone, like holding it in his hand, like reaching out to somebody. Is that Thanos? Is that Tony? I don't know, but like he's holding it up at that point. But then when you see the scene where uh, Thanos is fighting with Captain America and the gauntlet's right there, and Captain America's holding the gauntlet, that's one of the one of the stones that's in there. He has the Power Stone. Uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, and he has the Tesseract. So the Space Stone is in there as well. So he's going to get it. So Loki or another.
0: throws the skull in the Eternal Flame.
1: Yep. Brings back Surter. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're having their confrontation out on the thing, and, and and Hela is going to win. Like, she is beating them all handily. <laughs> she says, you can't beat me. And he's like, no, I can't. But he can! <laughs> and suddenly a 50-foot fire giant <laughs> breaks open the palace and stands up.
0: And the thing, what I love about her is she's like, there. it felt like she's like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden she's uh-huh. like back to being her normal cocky self. Yeah. And off we go.
1: Yeah. There's that moment of, I cannot believe you did this. I am so screwed. All right. Let's have at it.
0: Yeah. It's like, well, what else am I going to do?
1: Of so. course, then there's that, and more from the trailer, too. they um like, okay, all we got to do is let the two of them fight out. When we get out of here. And then the Hulk <laughs> in the background, you just see him pick himself up, look over, and see the giant <laughs> devil standing there and leap to battle him. <laughs> yeah, Go <laughs> Hulk. The fact do that not he's smash. Usually inside of Searcher's mouth, <laughs> doesn't stop him at all. <laughs> and they have to call him back, big monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they're back on the ship. This is one thing I was talking about. Like there's this big moment of Asgard being destroyed and, then then they give Korg a funny line at that point. It's like, Oh, okay. Well you could just, I mean, it is a big deal that Asgard is being destroyed. You could just let that moment stand. Like you didn't have to like, wah, wah. but I guess, you know, you can still feel it and laugh.
0: You can still feel it and laugh. I mean, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. Yes. Yeah. I'm quoting still Magnolias. There you go, everybody. <laughs> um, and so off we go with Thor being—he
1: is now the king.
0: Yeah, he's the king of the Asgardians.
1: And Loki stays. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like this is the point where Loki would usually grab a shuttle and take off, kind of like Nebula does at the end of Guardians Volume Two, but he doesn't. Right, he actually stays with them. All right,
0: so the Easter eggs or the the
1: yes, so yeah, so then we have the the Asgard is now living on a a ship. Essentially, they're all there, and they decide um, that they're going to head for home. They're head for Earth, even okay. though Loki's like. Should I go? Should I be there? Um, but they decided they decide to go anyway, so they're headed towards Earth. And they're on their way there and like, yeah, things will be, you know what? Things were terrible. Oh, but hell right. like, and all of a sudden, a shadow falls across their ship. And it's a much, much bigger ship. A ship known as the Sanctuary 2, the home ship of Thanos.
0: Which would be how that. Loki and Thanos would come in contact with each
1: other. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I and and we, I, like again, this is like not spoiler alert, This is all just conjecture. I'm assuming this battle is going to go badly, and the Guardians are going to find Thor, like in space, essentially. Right.
0: Like, oh yeah, you're up.
1: right. You know, yeah. I don't know how that all that's going to happen because I don't think they're going to just wipe out all of Asgard. Like that, he's going to wipe the whole ship. But imagine Thanos is probably tracking. The stone, right, and found you know, and basically found it on there, and so the, a big battle, is and then that's how the guardians will meet up with Thor, and then Thor will be like, "We got to get back to Earth because that's where he's going."
0: Oh my God, if Hemdal dies in like the first five minutes of <laughs> like of Infinity War, I'm not going to be a happy woman. Won't be in the um, first five
1: minutes, <laughs>
0: right? And then the last one is the um the uh yes.
1: And then the Grandmaster Grandmaster is still alive. And And the Grandmaster and Topaz show up uh, still okay. And then they get surrounded by the people after this, this revolution that's been happening there. And so I love the fact that he's still like trying to talk his way out of it. Hey, it's let's call it a draw. (laughs) There actually was a, there is a deleted scene actually that has the Grandmaster where he was on the ship. Oh, they had him like that. He had stowed away. I was like, Oh, that'd have been interesting too, but hopefully they have other plans for him.
0: I do want to give a little shout out to Scourge, Carl Urban. Yes. Carl Urban. Who like, is on he works he's like hella's henchman for the longest time and then all of a sudden he's like
1: yep he gets a his his uh his conscience kicks, in, kicks in, in. yeah Dez and Troy Dez and Troy yeah the
0: two like ak-47s <laughs>
1: yeah he's he doing a he has a pretty fun voice too that he an yeah. accent he picked for it too yeah he does he's, he's sort of just because there's so many great voices, going on. he, 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 he uh doesn't have a lot to do, but he makes a lot of, with what he's given
0: uh I do want to say I want to give a little sh- so um the only Hemsworth who's not in this is Liam. Yes. And apparently they have a sister. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, There's and uh, she Hemsworth? has a cameo in it uh, when Loki and Thor go are standing in front of the nursing home in New York.
1: Oh, is she one of the girls that walks up? Yes, oh. because people
0: forget that Thor is a celebrity. Yes. And yeah. so they come up. They're like, can we get a selfie with you? <laughs> and and he's, he's like, sure. Yeah, sure. And then he's like talking. He's like, you know, giving Loki the what for. And like yelling at him and then he like he poses with the girls like hey and they're all like sorry jane dumped you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she would
0: really dump me yeah, of course
1: it'd become a knowledge you never know, you know, would know that
0: yes so uh one of the hemsworth this one of the siblings yeah. is one of the girls
1: oh but, okay i yeah. also love the fact that as he's talking like you can tell that he's done this a hundred times already because he does it's he instantly goes he's in got a the, face like the instagram pose you know
0: yes <laughs> i know i know I'm like, oh. I, yeah, now I'm like, I have this like weird little bucket list of things I want in my lifetime. Uh-huh. And me, like with Chris Hemsworth wearing a shirt that says the new Doug, that's like one of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? That's like, come on, fan art people. Get on that. Put it up on. Fan art? It's like, on Red yeah, Bubble. I buy it from. So Thor, and just everybody, I like,
0: I know Black Panther's the next movie, but you've already recorded that. So I'm like, I feel like this has been a true road because I've had to go back and watch stuff again.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it was just one of those fun little like side things of like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this anyways. Why not make a thing of it and talk about it with my friends? Good. And it's been super awesome. And also to hear, you know, I obviously I'm in my own head all the time, but it's also nice to hear other people's perspective on this because when we get together, we talk about this stuff anyway. Oh, I
0: know. And by the way, you one know? of my favorite things about being friends with you is that I can drop Hamilton references or any <laughs> musical reference it and you get it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like the um, the MCU movies, where does this mm-hmm. fall for you?
1: That's a good question. It, it's weird because it's, it's hard to know because it's so recent. You know, I mean, it's like I saw it like six months ago for the first time. Yeah, but so you've also hard- seen and, 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 all of them boy, in the last yes. six weeks. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That is very true. Um, I would say this is probably one of my in my top five because it's it's so much fun. Uh, it, it it still brings all the Marvel stuff together, and it's so rewatchable. That's how I how I rank Marvel movies. Really, for me, is will I go back and watch it again? Okay, you know, like can you just throw it on and then just see if that's the case? So, I yeah, I would even say I'd say probably. I still think Spider-Man: Homecoming is probably my top one. I don't know at the, at the end of the, at the end of this whole experiment, we should probably just go back through and see that you know, and like, go back you know and talk about all of them um, as a as a final wrap up. Um, but yeah, I'd say this this uh, like between Spider-Man: Homecoming and Black Panther and this and Winter Soldier. I think Captain America: Winter Soldier is probably still my, my number one. If I had to pick a number one, well, Winter Soldier. What I
0: like about it is that it's like this is my favorite comedy
1: yeah okay like this is a comedy oh yeah absolutely Um,
0: in terms of like like this is my favorite comedy this is definitely the best redemption of a character yeah yeah very much dark world i still (laughs) haven't forgiven you (laughs) i know (laughs) um this at winter soldier i agree has got such a depth to it yeah uh, I always forget about the Guardians movies. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: because yeah. they're, they're they're so much their own thing. Like they could be unconnected yes. to the Marvel universe, and they would they be right. good, you know. And then like
0: like I said, so it's like for me, it's like Black Panther, and I Spider Man's in my top five, which yeah. that makes it almost a crime that I only saw it like a week and a half ago. <laughs> so I well, could help. I know. So anyway, are you so, gonna yeah, play so, us out?
1: I guess so. You want you to know, hear the the Mighty Thor theme? Uh, I anyway? mean.
0: I mean, since we can't get the licensing rights to immigrants song,
1: yeah, exactly. yes, want, I, like I, I don't want to be sued by Robert Plant. So um, yes, so yeah, so that was the Ragnarok. So yeah, we've only got so we got one more episode to go, and then and then that'll be it. So uh, we'll be talking about Black Panther next time. Ah, uh, I'm so jealous. I know, of you guys. Right? It's such a great, it's another, That's another, such another a great movie. Uh, so it was nice that we're going out on a high, and then and then that'll and then we'll, we'll be going for the war. The war lots of lots of laughs lots of tears oh god uh, so we're probably gonna lose at least one hero uh um, i think it's
0: gonna be anyway. spider-man
1: oh you think that's what your pick is
0: yeah i actually am because i think they're gonna bring it back as miles morales okay
1: i disagree okay <laughs> but we'll see what happens when the. I, I think they've already announced the spider-man sequel i don't think they would have tom holland just for like these three things they have their spider-man i think they're pretty pleased with him
0: oh well yeah i get it i'm pleased with too.
1: there's there's but yeah this this is the problem of being a nerd there's also some weird licensing stuff because like sony has the rights to peter parker not to miles morales because he was created after but he's still part of the spider universe oh it's it gets weird so i don't know that they would actually go that you know
0: what let's let's give a big shout out i really want to do this right now to the intellectual property lawyers who had to like,
1: figure this stuff out. <laughs> There's probably the people that's that's their whole job is just like – they get these weird questions like, hey, who can use scrolls?" Oh, uh, let me find out.
0: <laughs> I Actually, I work with an IP attorney who is a big nerd and I'm actually going to bring this up to him. So I have a weird question for you. Anyway, so yeah, play us out with the road to the rainbow, whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs>
1: so thank you all for listening thank uh, we'll you back, uh, next week with, uh, with Black Panther and then we'll be headed towards there so as always thank you to Engineer Alice all the mistakes are mine all the professionalism comes straight from her Alice so is you. amazing and thank you for thank you. Uh, listening You've been listening to the Road to Infinity podcast, brought to you by Legible Scrawl. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or even at our website at www.legiblescrawl.com. We'll see you further on up the road.